Hello and welcome back to How We Roll. It has finally happened. We are back with Two-Headed Serpent. I'm hoping for everyone at home, it has actually only been a couple of weeks. For us, it has been around two months. At the least. whole COVID situation has made it very, very difficult for this group to get together. Um, but for now at least, we are recording and we are very, very excited to get back to Oklahoma. We're going to do some very brief introductions and then we're going to do a recap as much for us as for everyone at home and then we're going to jump back to it. Uh, so obviously my name is Joe Trier. Tonight I'll be playing uh, Charles Blackstone, the man of the most consistent accents ever. He's a 62-year-old Texan via Alaska and um, yeah, he's just about to kick off with uh, his companion Curran, I think, after <laughs> some... Well, Scott will fill us in. Yeah, uh, Curran, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? And uh, who are you playing tonight? I'm doing good, Joe. Thanks. Uh, tonight I'll be playing uh, Ethan, the South African big game hunter, um, who has found himself in Oklahoma um, on the wrong end of an argument. So now we're going to see how that goes, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> My memory is, is that you're waiting outside. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Dave. It's great to have you again. Uh, how you doing and who are you playing tonight? I am more than a little bit under the weather with migraine stuff going on. But I shall be bought. Um, perhaps he just imbibed a little bit too much today. We shall see. Well, he did just have a very odd glass of lemonade, so maybe it's that. That is true. Left me feeling slightly peaky. A little bit possessed, perhaps. <laughs> and uh camille welcome back to the show it's great to have you here can you uh remind everyone who you're playing tonight hi i'm camille and tonight i'm playing jane farewell pleasure to make your acquaintance and uh, jane is doing something <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not sure uh, we'll, we'll get back to that <laughs> and our last player tonight aaron aaron welcome back to the show and how, how are you and who are you playing tonight hello there joe yes i am back playing uh spencer randall and uh yeah just uh coming along for the ride and uh, aaron is experimenting tonight with the rtx nvidia noise cancelling software so if it sounds fantastic at home for you cool if it sounds like trash that's why <laughs> yes we shall review this episode at a later point and revise if we're going to use it anymore or not but uh so far so good as far as i can tell i was gonna say on, on zoom it sounds fantastic you sound um, like a radio presenter this is great that's just, that's just his voice to be fair, yeah it's just generally aaron <laughs> So, uh, Scott, thank you so much for joining us again. Welcome yes, back to you. the show. How are you doing? Uh, yes, I am doing um, adequately, thank you. And yes, yes, I'm looking forward to getting back into this, if I can remember what the hell's actually happening. Uh, shall I attempt to recap? That would be absolutely fantastic. Good. Well, um, yeah, please correct me. I was about to say, if I get stuff wrong, please correct me when I get stuff wrong, because <laughs> it has been a while. Uh, so basically, yes, the group of you had headed off to the town of Bingham in Oklahoma. Uh, the idea was to try to investigate this strange new cult that seemed to have grown up there uh, that was sending radio broadcasts across the US and apparently using some means to try to entice people there. Uh, you had made it as far as initially Oklahoma City and then decided to split up. Um, your plans went a little off the rails when uh, Bart 
succumbed to the lure of the radio broadcast he'd listened to before and shot off ahead of the rest on a stolen motorcycle. Um, the rest of you travelled in two groups uh, down on the train and arrived and decided to go off, you know, continue in two different groups to go off and do some investigation. So Bart arrived first. He met a woman called Pearl Schoenbarn, who was sunbathing on the roof of her house, um, had a rather strange skin condition wherein it all seemed to be falling off. Uh, she um, made him some lemonade, which had uh, a little extra protein in it, and uh, told him a little bit about the town and about the Reverend Cornfield, uh, who apparently is something of a faith healer and runs the local church. Meanwhile, uh, Spencer and Jane, now this is where I may be getting stuff wrong, went to the local hotel, is that right? Yeah, and there was yes. the, the, the proprietors that owned it had creepy dolls everywhere. Yes, Statues. yes, that's right. Statues, yeah, yeah, little figurines from around the world. I remember yes, all the her, weird stuff. <laughs> yes, her, her little cherubs. Oh, uh, and, yes. <laughs> and you also met the father and son who travelled down on the train with you, uh, Mortimer and Lloyd Allen, who had also heard the call uh, over the radio from the Reverend and were going along to make some pilgrimage to Bingham and to learn more about the Reverend, the church, and his rather exciting beliefs. I remember um, them saying at one point they could see it in my eyes, and I was like, what? What? <laughs> see what? Yes. yes. Well, I guess we'll find out. But yes, because, of course, you, as well as uh, Bart, had listened to that broadcast and perhaps fallen slightly under its spell. But I'm sure that won't bite you later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And meanwhile, Charles and Ethan had uh, gone off to try to learn a little more about the town and had gone to the local lumber mill and met the owner there, uh, Mr. Fowler, Hilliard Fowler, uh, who was sitting in a, a hut outside, getting rather drunk on uh, illicit whiskey. And yeah, Ethan ingratiated himself in that way that only Ethan can and was basically told to fuck off and never return. Then Charles uh, managed to defuse the situation, at least for Charles, and has now got a job at the lumber mill. So, does that cover everything? Does anyone have any questions about what was happening before we launch into it? What what time of day is it, and what time of day did the creepy naked skin lady tell me the evening service was? Well, the evening service is going to be in the evening. I, I guess, you know, for more details than that, you'd have to go to the church. As far as what time of day it is now, it's early-ish afternoon, maybe about two o'clock. So, shall we kick off then with Bart? Because, well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, because we started with Bart last time, so it's been a little while since we focused on you. So, yes, Bart, having finished up at the Schoenbaum residence and having learnt a little bit about the local church, had spotted through what passes for the skyline of the town, and this is not a huge metropolis by any means, but had spotted the uh, steeple of the church. And I believe was heading to it, is that right? Or were you going anywhere else? Yes, I was told the uh, 
preacher's house was in like a vicarage just just behind the church. That's right. And that I could find the preacher himself there if I needed any of my questions answering. And Bart had come to a, a, an acknowledgement that he'd been voodooed, essentially. Um, and this compulsion was implanted in him, and it was really quite pissed off about it. Okay, well, you head over to where the church is, and, yeah, it's not a long journey. I think you said you were leaving the motorbike outside town, that's right, and then yes. walking through the town. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's only about a ten-minute walk across town to where the church is from the Schoenbaum residence. And that journey takes you past a number of houses, a few businesses, and... Yeah, as I think I mentioned before, there is a lot of red dust blowing in from what used to be fields outside, and in a lot of cases the crops that you, you drove past are dead, and the fields are now just these masses of of red dust. And, yeah, the dust is blown into town, and you can see that a number of the houses are probably abandoned just by the fact that there's deposits of, of silt and dust up against the doors and they don't look like they've been cleared away for a while. And so it looks like, yeah, maybe about half of the town is unpopulated at this stage. But you make your way to the church, and the church is very definitely in use, or at least, you know, it is being maintained. It's a fairly simple uh, wood frame structure. It's got a small steeple on it. Uh, it's got a sign outside that says the first church. And looking at it, it looks like the sign perhaps used to be larger and that the bottom of it, you know, it was made up of a few planks and the bottom plank has maybe been removed. Mm. It's not lying around or anything, is it? No. The door to the church is actually open. Okay. Do I see around to the back to the to the preacher's house or? Yeah, there certainly. Um, there are a few houses nearby, but from what you've told, yeah, if it's around the back, if if you go around there, then yes, there is a a small uh, wooden house around the back. It's it, it's it's on a bit of a bluff that's overlooking a stream that's running down below. Hmm. Seeing that the, the the actual church doors are open, Bart sort of looks up at the the church itself and sort of cracks his neck a little bit and swallows his innate dislike of um, all things organized religion or Christianity and um, walks through the front door. Okay. Well, inside, the church is fairly quiet. It's not a big church. There are, you know, a few pews that look fairly well maintained and polished. There is obviously a lectern at the far end. They've basically set up a, a few tables, and you can see a man, you know, tall, fairly, fairly good-looking man. You know, neat hair, swept back, a bit of a beard. Looking at him, I mean, you can't quite put an age on him easily. He's he's there. You're overseeing a couple of kids, well, a couple, there are about four kids between the age of four and six, who are basically sitting there, you know, drawing and, and looking at, uh, yeah, they, they've got books open on the table in front of him, uh, in front of them. 
And as, as he hears the sound of footsteps and someone coming in, he looks over and, you know, smiles. And says, uh, welcome. Uh, hello. Ah, that's an interesting accent. You're not from round here. Uh, why? No, I'm not. Oh, well, welcome. Welcome to Bingham and welcome to the First Church. Uh, he, he walks over. He, he's got a big, warm, genuine smile. And you can, you know, it, his his eyes, his whole demeanor, he looks genuinely happy to see you. And he walks towards you, extending a hand and says, uh, I, I'm, I'm Reverend Cornfield. Oh, shit. I'm trying to remember. Did I use an alias with the, with the skin? <laughs> Ooh, I think lady. you might have. I think I did. And I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. Ah. <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to make up a new one. Um, uh, hello, my name's Anthony Blanche. Ah, pleasure to meet you. What brings you to Bingham? Ah, uh, well, I'm a bit of a traveller. Um, you know, of course, for my work, you know, necessary as uh, something of an archaeologist and an, and an anthropologist. Oh, fascinating. Yes, um, in fact, I have a particular interest in... Um, your church it's 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 a fascinating um, derivation of various belief systems oh what what have you heard hey, he, he said oh please please you know uh, uh, come come in make yourself comfortable and he leads you up towards uh the the area around the pulpit and mm. where where all the kids are at work i'm sorry i didn't catch your name reverend cornfield oh how convenient! I was I was hoping to speak to you. Um. Uh, yes. Well, I I heard you you speaking on the radio and, and uh... ah yes yes one that's that's wonderful. Thought it might be interesting to uh, include uh, in the paper that uh, that I'm writing uh, a modern derivation of some ancient beliefs. Yes. What kind of thing were you uh, thinking of? I'd be happy to help in any way I can. Well, uh, do you mind if I start with a particular question? Uh, first Church of what? Ah, that's a fascinating question. Oh, I, I, I hope you've got time. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I, rather than me tell you in dry academic terms, we, we can fill in those blanks later. Why don't you come along to one of our services tonight? And you can see that for yourself. Uh, you can perhaps... I mean, these things are perhaps best experienced through the vitality and the life of the people involved in the community and seeing the outpouring of faith rather than just me telling you some dry words. Oh, I, I, I am afraid I am a terribly dry academic sort of person i don't i don't think i attending a church service will do me much good you My call, it, you call yourself an anthropologist gone. but you call yourself an anthropologist what better way is there of understanding people's culture and beliefs than seeing them in the flesh in life i rarely find that that which happens in an open meeting to be an accurate reflection of reality. Oh, no, no, no. Bart just gives him an incipient smile. <laughs> incipient? Insipid. We have nothing to hide here. You, you, you will see our faith in our community on, you know, on, on full display. And on their best behavior. Why? What? That sounds, that sounds very sinister. 
Well, it's a church service. No one, <laughs> no one behaves like they do in church seven days a week. No, but you said that you were interested in our beliefs. Then, the, well, the, the, in... these are our beliefs given expression. Yes, I, I'm interested in, in the roots, not the expression. I am an anthropologist. I, I study that of the past, not of the present. I, I think you're coming perilously close to a fast-talk role here. <laughs> Finally, something I'm good at. <laughs> oh, this is a success, just 68 and 71. Wow. Well, I, I suppose so. I, well, then... I suppose a lot of what makes the First Church special is that we are trying to understand what what we mean by God and by by people's personal experience with God. Uh, you, you said, did you say you're a religious man yourself? Oh, heavens no. I'm a man of science, I'm afraid. Ah, well, we... We believe in a personal relationship with God. We have acts of devotion that we perform here in order to cement our relationship with God. But there are also other practices that are at the core of our beliefs. Um, for example, we perform regular pilgrimages to a holy site out in the, the wilderness. And I, I shall be taking a few people out there within the next few days I mean you are quite welcome to join us I, I understand that you may not share our beliefs but who knows maybe if you if you come out and join us you'll be a convert you will find God awakening within you <laughs> sorry I've had other other characters have had gods awake within them and it wasn't a pleasant experience <clears throat> I was going to say, also, this character has awakened within a god, and that wasn't pleasant either. <laughs> um, hmm. I, I don't suppose I, I could visit this site um, in the absence. I, I'd be quite happy to to, to join your, your pilgrimage, but, but um, obviously I have a scientific interest as well, and I wouldn't want to disturb your ceremony. Oh, no, no, it will be no trouble at all. And, no, I, you do understand that while I am happy to help you try to understand our, our beliefs here and what we do, that I do insist that you at least work within the framework of our, our practices. Uh, you know, if you are to go to our holy sites, you will do so as part of our pilgrimage. Hmm. Apart from <sighs> nothing else, you know, it, it's, it, it is quite a walk out there in the wilderness. It is a difficult place to find. Without some guidance, it is actually quite dangerous. So this is as much a matter of safety as it is one of devotion. Hmm. Uh, very well. Turning to another subject, what are your core dogma? Our uh, beliefs are that we we believe that our God, as I said, watches over us, cares for us, and provides us with 
with eternal life and rebirth and healing and wisdom, that we are very much devotees of, of knowledge. Interesting. Hmm. Can I make a psychology roll at this point? Absolutely. <laughs> oh! I roll a 12 against 10. I'm going to spend the two luck. Okay. To make that a success. Then, yes, you are convinced that... Yeah, not only is he being very open and honest with you, but he genuinely seems to believe everything he's saying and he genuinely seems excited to be able to tell someone mm. else about this. Uh, as far as you can tell, he is being entirely warm and honest with you. Great, a true believer. <laughs> um... Well, a lot of your terminology and, and certainly your, your sort of surface structures of your church do, do certainly fall within the more conservative side of the Judeo-Christian stream. I understand that your, your belief system doesn't. Well, we... Yes... You do understand that our dogma, if you can call it that, our, our explorations of the roots of the Bible and the beliefs that it conveys, that this is very much a work in progress, that we are trying to perhaps untangle centuries of misconceptions from the, the truth that lies at the heart of it. And, for example... If we go back to the myths of... Oh, myths, I'm sorry, that's, that, that is a pejorative term. But if we go back to the stories within Genesis, the, the, the fall of mankind, uh, the, the whole story of the tree, of, you know, the fruit of uh, the knowledge of good and evil, the role of the serpent there is a very misunderstood one that... In in modern Christianity, he is seen as being a trickster, a deceiver, a corrupter. But did not the serpent bring us true knowledge, the knowledge that God denied to us? <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, um... Bart's actually fairly amused by this. <laughs> he enjoys that actual twisted because, of course, that's one of the, you know, one of his major critiques of of, of the Judeo-Christian faith is sort of the ignorance is bliss, the unquestioning servitude, is what he associates with religion. Um, so I understand it that would that mean that your church doesn't actually possess dogma as such in, in the Judeo-Christian sense, that, that which must be believed I, but I, rather is devoted to the pursuit of of knowledge, yes of, of knowledge truth, of direct experience of God ah Sing God singular? yes hmm. interesting well perhaps I am um, I shall attend uh, this evening. Is there any reading that I could pursue in the meantime? Perhaps 
give some context to this evening's meeting? You see his eyes flick over a little bit to the Bible on the lectern, and he looks like he's about to say something and then stops himself uh, and says, It's not quite ready to share yet, I'm afraid, but in time I do hope to prepare a lot of the material that I've been working on for publication. In fact, I mean, if you are an academic and have got experience in these things, maybe, maybe we can uh, work together on this. I, uh, I, I, I would be so excited to work with another man of, of knowledge like yourself. Well, yes, of course. Um, don't worry, I'm I wouldn't judge the the unfinished nature of the work. If anything, you would find it more interesting because of the... Well, when it's finished and polished, so much of the, the thinking involved is lost. When, with the draft, it's, it's much easier to see the direction the author is coming from rather than just his destination. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, I, as I said, I hope... I hope that perhaps this is the beginning of some kind of... A working relationship. If you'll excuse me, I must go back to looking after the children. Uh, but I, I look forward very much to seeing you tonight. Uh, yes, I expect it shall be an interesting experience. <laughs> right, and with oh, that... Shit, no <laughs> sleight of hand. <laughs> Shouldn't steal the book. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> With that, let's cut to Jane and Spencer, who had checked themselves into the hotel, uh, spoken to the Adamses, got to their room, met the Mortimer uh, family, or at least you know, uh, father and son. And after that, you have the afternoon. You have Bingham at your disposal. What is your plan? So, Jane... Do you have any idea where we should probably go next? Um, perhaps checking out the church wouldn't be a, a bad idea. Yes, I think um, obviously once we drop off our things, perhaps if we just have a nice afternoon stroll, get to know Bingham <laughs> and see what we can find on the way and uh, make our way towards the church. I, I think Jane's also quite interested in some of the more and abandoned aspects of the town as well and why that's the case is it just the case that you know it's a bit of a money losing dust bowl and people just can't afford to be there anymore because they have no money or is it something else we don't know are they all being sacrificed who knows <laughs> there's only one way to find out okay well if you if you head down towards the church i mean it takes you down I, I guess what passes for a main road, and you pass by things like a department store, which, I mean, it's not huge, but it looks like it's expanded into the building next door, and uh, is probably about the size of, of shop or you know, department store that you'd expect for a town at this size. You pass by a post office and telegraph office not far from the train station. You see there is a diner, and then, pretty much on the, the opposite side of the square from the diner, you see the church. And you also see, at that point, uh, Bart coming out of the church. Do, do we go, Bart? My goodness, <laughs> is that you? Um, I'm wondering oh. how loudly I want to shout his name. Would I, would I understand that he usually likes to go by an alias? Or 
Uh, you've not worked with him before, really. You only met him for the first time in a couple of days. I, uh, I, I, I raise a hand and try and catch uh, Bart's attention by uh, waving over to him. I assume I see them. I mean, it's an yeah. open street. Oh, yes. Yeah, they, there is not a lot to distract you from around here. Um, carry on walking, and, and as we walk, we just kind of nod over to him just to come over here and uh, talk to us as we continue walking down the street. And uh, keep it, keeping our voices quite hushed as we actually mm. do walk. I'm kind of speaking out the side of the mouth, and I'm like, Bart, where have you been, you foolish man? <laughs> because <laughs> of course we've been friends for a bit before working together so oh yes 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 uh well it's something of an interesting story i'm not entirely certain uh what came over me but suffice it to say it is something with the man in that building had a lovely little conversation with the um uh with the reverend cornfield oh yeah what does uh what did he have to say for himself? What's to say? Is the next reincarnation of Jesus the, the latest man in a line lasting tens of thousands of years who to have finally found God and wish to spread his word to all and sundry? I'm a true believer, unfortunately. So much easier to deal with the con men. Another cult but, case, uh, you think? Well, they're all cults in the end of the day, aren't they? To some degree or the other. But that tells us he's not at the root. Maybe yes, maybe no. Depends on whether he's tapped into something or whether something is tapped into him. Mm. Did you? Uh, were you able to explore the building? Uh, no. He had some sort of Sunday school going on. Felt it might be a tad uh, over the top to... Uh, to, to put the children at risk by attempting to explore any further. Though, I, I learned from an <clears throat> interesting uh, young woman that the uh, good reverend's uh, house is just behind the church. I'm afraid I don't have the skill for such things, but I do believe you do, do you not? I smile coyly as I yes. as I walk. <laughs> I think we've worked the nodding, the the knowing look between us. <laughs> I think we worked together long enough to uh, oh yes have a certain understanding there. I mean, Jane is fairly stealthy. <laughs> if this is going to help at all, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> um. Well, in that case, uh. Certainly can check out the house. Uh, Jane, would you rather check out the house or perhaps take a stroll with me around town and see what there is to be seen? Well, I did see a rather charming-looking diner back there. And you know that's a good place for all the local gossip. <laughs> yes. By the way... Uh... Food will be terrible, though. <laughs> can I have a, a spot-hidden roll off uh, Jane, please? Yeah. Um, trying to remember how to use roll 20 now. It's all got out my head. Uh, slash rolled 1d100. Uh, Thank you. I rolled a 1. Amazing. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see the universe and everything. <laughs> yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Then, okay. I, you notice, I mean, the, while everyone's been in conversation, it's partly because you've been in a better position to see this, but partly because you do partly seem to be the focus of attention yourself. That there 
are a couple of young people, young adults rather than kids, who are skulking around the back of the church and yeah you're not quite sure what they were up to but i mean the two of them you were sort of aware from the corner of your eye but the two of them were perhaps talking or whatever but they were loitering around there but the girl well i mean you you realize she's a girl because she's wearing a dress but she's got very kind of short cropped hair um it's got a slightly boyish look to her Mm. uh seems my people I, I was about to say, I, she, she seems to have spotted you from across the square and is now ignoring the young man with her completely and is just staring at you with a, a look you've seen before. It's <laughs> sort of, oh, this is my tribe. <laughs> so I tell my companions of this, I kind of say, um, not to alarm you in particular, um, unless you're deathly afraid of youths, <laughs> but they're... Uh, uh, two people skulking uh, around the back of the church there and they seem to be quite quite interested in us perhaps they might be uh, people to talk to and learn more about um seems like a productive way uh spend of time mm. everyone ignores the youth it's true but they see and hear everything i didn't say youth i mean they, they look like they're probably late teens early 20s mm. I was going to say, I forget how old Bart is in this particular timeline. <laughs> how how <laughs> old confused. is how old is Bart? <clears throat> like how old is everyone? I guess. Honestly, I have no idea. He jumps around in time and Fair. with with the layers of makeup and and various styling. <laughs> stage it's paint. Very. <laughs> it's very hard to tell. Bart Indeterminate. Is anyway, from mid thirties to. From mid-twenties to I, late-thirties. I mean, it says Joe, on my basically. character sheet that I'm 42, so I guess Ah, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm like late-twenties, early-thirties kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, if, if we're all in agreement, um, let's go make their acquaintance, I suppose. Are, are you heading over en masse? Just, just a very casual sort of stroll, not making it look too obvious, but starting to make a sort of beeline. Okay. Well, I mean, seeing all three of you go over, I mean, the young man looks a bit nervous and he, you know, pretty much darts off. The young woman, you know, looks like she's going to follow him and is is there uh, wavering a little bit, but seems more taken Mm. by her curiosity for Jane than any desire to run off with her friend. I I think at this point, when when Bart sees they're a bit skittish, he'll lean forward. Uh, see you at the diner, shall we? Shall I? And then just sort of yes. peel off towards the diner. Save me a substandard coffee, would you? Mm. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. Shall I buy you a hoagie? Whatever these people eat. <laughs> I believe it's a grilled cheese. <laughs> Perfectly revolting. <laughs> Mm, grilled cheese. <laughs> you do it so well that we almost forget you're American and you're doing it. <laughs> I wonder so, if. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say. I wonder if a piece of conversation comes up where Spencer starts asking, "Do you know what they call a grilled cheese in Paris? Do you know what that's called?" <laughs> <laughs> a croc monsieur. <laughs> A royale. <laughs> uh, uh, 
So they probably have that. It's just with champagne in the bechamel. Then let's leave it then with the you know, the gents going off to the diner and uh, Jane going over to talk to potentially her new friend. But then let's catch up with what Ethan's doing. So Ethan, having been thrown out of the sawmill, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's. If I remember correctly, you've basically left all your uh, weapons and stuff like that buried in the dirt near a fairly distinctive tent post. Uh, You'd left Greg out there as well, guarding it all. So what are you doing? Well, I think I'm a little bit in shock that I got kicked out for (laughs) the whole situation. And and I I didn't fully understand why we were there in the first place. Um, (laughs) So uh, I'm just sort of sitting down, scratching my head trying to understand what's happened and uh as i scratch i remember i've got this flap of skin on my forehead oh yeah oh you you, you and i start you, picking away at it yeah you pick away at it a bit more and yes yeah, more of the skin comes away and you can feel the scales beneath i'm thinking to myself perhaps i was never human to begin with maybe i should just see what's on the other side and i rip it back so you're sitting there just on the street ripping your face open, are you? <laughs> Essentially, yes. Standard. Okay. Right. Well, I, some of the skin round there is dead and scabby, and, and you certainly pull that off and you reveal a bit more of it. But as you, you pull more, then yeah, there is just the searing pain and blood coming up, and you realise that bit of skin, no, that's very much alive. That is face, and, and ripping face does not feel good and and so so you've got blood running down into your eyes searing pain across your Shit. forehead did not go the way i thought it would bits of skin <laughs> you know st- and blood sticking to your hands and while you're doing this you hear a, a man's voice going what are you doing it's like I've, I've i've hurt myself do you, do you do you know what i could get some medical attention you hurt yourself I don't know you, son. Who are you? I've, I'm just somebody who heard the radio transmission, and I'm here to to see the church, but I've hurt my, I've hurt my head. Oh. I mean, with that, his whole demeanor changes. I mean, you look up. I mean, he's um, a man in late middle age. He's a bit overweight. He, he's a very beefy build anyway. Uh, he's got slicked back hair. And you, you do notice that he does actually have... He's wearing a badge that suggests that he is the the local chief of police. Hmm. Yeah, he says, so you came here to see the church and you're, you're hurt. Well... Yeah, then come, come, come with me, son. Let's get you to the Reverend Cornfield. He can, right. he can help with that. Hopefully, this Reverend can work miracles. <laughs> oh, you don't know the half of it, son. And he gives you a hearty clap on the back. He leads you down the road to, uh, yeah, this this church, which is the same church I've described a couple of times. So I won't do it again. But he he takes you inside and uh, says. Uh, Reverend Cornfield, we have a pilgrim, and he, he's hurt as well. I require some medical assistance. If you've got any, like, like 
germaline or like band-aids or whatever you've got around <laughs> 1930s <laughs> I, yeah you see that i mean this this man you know the, who he's just referred to as as a reverend uh mm. walks over quite quickly you know in his coat flapping behind him and says oh yeah that's a nasty wound i mean you can feel that the wound is pretty much filled up with blood now come with me let me get you cleaned up first of all and then yes we we have to see whether um, the, the yes i think i think that we can help you with this do you want to be healed well kind of i kind of want to remove my skin well that's the main goal but it's not really working out it, basically i just want to stop bleeding currently yeah you see the <laughs> the police the policeman and the reverend just give each other a look when you say you want to remove your skin it's a a, a look of such combined concern and pity the reverend says well th thank you very much cliff then I, i'll i'll look after this young man from here and he says you know, I'll tell you what. Come with me to my house. Give me just a moment, children. He says, "Just, just pack everything up. You, you can go home now. It's, it's almost time to finish anyway, and I need to look after this man." And yeah, I mean, with that, you hear the, the children sort of sorting themselves well, out. Thank you, Reverend. I appreciate your your concern. And yeah, he he starts leading you out of the church. And uh, over towards the house round the back. Uh oh. <laughs> and yeah, he he leads you past where, um, just from the corner of your eye, you can see that Jane is talking to a, a young woman. Mm -hmm. You know, just between the uh, the back of the the church and the house. And you know, the the Reverend gives them you know a, a cheery wave on the way past. And then leads you into the house. Uh, it, it takes you in and, and asks you to sit down and says, um, Sorry, young man, but what is your name? Oh, my name my name is Ethan. Ah, Ethan. Well, yes. It, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm Reverend Cornfield. Please do sit down. Make yourself comfortable. I, I'll, uh, he, he goes off and gets a, a bowl of water and a cloth and starts cleaning up the wound first of all. So you're probably going to notice something weird about the wound. And as he clears the blood out, he says, Oh, that is remarkable. Are those, are those scales? Yes, see, I thought that they were everywhere, but apparently they're not. Or at least the skin on top of it is still alive. Have you been blessed already then? Blessed? I don't know what you're talking about. This happened as a freak accident in Bolivia. Have you been to Bolivia? No, no, I haven't. But no, I. There's something more here. You, you have been blessed, haven't you? You have been touched by. by him, haven't you? By the father. I, I don't recall anything like that happening. Um, but if you'd like to explain more to me about what you know. But you are. You, you are blessed of Yig, aren't you? Blessed of Yig. I, I, I don't, I don't fully follow. <laughs> well, I think, I think that's a good opportunity for a fast talk roll then, because yeah, you, you are actually an initiative Yig. So. <laughs> Shh. I don't need to know that. 
<laughs> um, well, that, that's what the fast talk roll is for if you're trying to bullshit your way out of this. I don't have. Uh, I've got five in fast talk. So Fantastic. But we're the initiatives of the true Church of Yig. <laughs> <laughs> Not these heretic assholes. Boom. I, I rolled an eighty, so that's a pretty pretty bad. Yeah, he's he's like, no, you 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 definitely are. <laughs> yeah, he, he says it's all right. You don't have to hide it. Not here. Th- this is. This is a place for people like us. He, like us. he has, he has made, he has made himself manifest here. We are his children here. There is nothing to fear. You can be your true self. All right, uh, all right. You've got me. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying I can, I can just be myself. Um, I'm not sure you want that. Um, you should be careful what you ask for Um, but I'm going to I'll keep my manners going you've been very nice Um, thank you for cleaning up the wound so you're saying so what exactly happened like did did Yig himself has blessed this place Yig himself has blessed me I have been reborn within him, and he has sent me here to bring his blessing to the people of this land, uh, to, to bring his blessing and his word to those who have ears to hear them. Okay. So is this like a pyramid scheme, or is it possible to get your job? I, I, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Well, I'm just saying that like, when you're coming here, you, you can bless other people. Have you been given a gift to bless? Yes, I have, and I think as one who has been so blessed yourself, then yes, you must, you must join me on the next pilgrimage. We, we must go out and uh, to the desert, and yes, see whether he will place the same kind of blessing upon you as he has upon me. All right, and and when exactly is that going to be? Is that like can we go tonight or? I. It's going to be tomorrow at the earliest. I have a few things I need to take care of first, but yes, I, I, I believe that we have had some new pilgrims come to Bingham, and yes, right. I, I, I hope, I hope that they will come with me out on this this pilgrimage out into the desert. And yes, you must, you must absolutely come out and join us. That, that sounds brilliant. Um, um, I just want to uh, say that I don't have anywhere to stay exactly uh, tonight. Oh, Would it be possible y- for me to stay here? Yes, yes, you will be my guest tonight. Oh, th- thank you. You've, you've been an absolute gentleman. Uh, thank you for, for, for everything. I look forward to tomorrow's pilgrimage. But for the time being, you are injured. Please do rest. Uh, you, you must take my bed, sleep there. I, I, I'll, I'll sleep out here tonight. Make yourself comfortable. Be well. If you are feeling well enough, do come to the service tonight. It, it would be, it would be wonderful to have you there as someone who has been so blessed. I'm not sure if I really feel up for something like that, but but I do appreciate the offer. Perhaps, perhaps tomorrow. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> and let's cut over to Charles. Yes, Charles has managed to get himself this job at the sawmill. And the manager who you were speaking to before, Mr. Fowler, shows no interest in showing you the ropes. Uh, Instead, he he tells you to go inside and talk to the foreman. 
who you quickly discover is a man called uh, George Henson. Yeah, Henson welcomes you, you know, start showing you, you know, all the equipment, introduces you to a few of the other people around there. I, I, I think you'd offered to uh, work there not as a labourer, but uh, as a, to do maintenance, is that right? Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I've got uh, uh, quite a lot of experience fixing planes and other heavy machinery. In fact, like eight out of ten problems are fixed, no problem at all. Oh, can that well, please stop being a thing? <laughs> <laughs> well he says well good i mean we, we had a problem with this saw over here a while back and the damn thing just broke apart i mean it, it you know the, the whole thing collapsed i mean it collapsed on me i thought i was a goner I, it i mean it, it broke my legs it broke my back I, I i thought i was never going to walk again charles sort of looks him up and down broke here your legs and your back yeah 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 and then what happened uh because frankly i've anyone i've heard who comes from those sort of injuries ain't walking again if you don't mind me saying no 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 you're right to ask brother you're right to ask it was a miracle the reverend cornfield he just laid his hands on me and the power flowed through him he healed me i immediately everything you know the the bones came back together and and yeah I, I can move better than I ever moved before. Hallelujah. Uh, he, he gives you a little shimmy that looks almost serpentine in his movements. <laughs> Sexy. <You> don't say. <laughs> he says, but, but yes, I, well, there'll be plenty of time to talk about this later, but yeah, if you can get that, that saw working again, oh, that'd be a blessing. We've, we've been lost without that saw. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, if you got any spare tools and things, I could, I might have some in my my carry or back in uh, my, yeah, my yeah, margins. Well, but if you've got some bits, it'd save a lot of time. Maybe you could tell me more about this cornfield chap as I fix it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll get you all the tools you need. Are you, are you going to be okay working with your band with your hand bandaged up like that? You, have you been hurt yourself? Is that something the Reverend Cornfield could help you with? No, this is a penance, as it were. Uh, bad judgment i'm gonna i need to keep this to learn from my mistakes as it were i uh met this english fellow and he gave me some some bad advice and i guess this will remind me to not listen to english folks <laughs> <laughs> always a bad idea but um yeah i mean he does have a point in that your hand is so bandaged up at the moment that you're not really going to be able to work with it like this you are going to have to take the bandages off Oh sure. Well, I'll um, I it, it doesn't really hurt that much no, anyway. No, it's it's, be, it's been itching madly, but it's it's not hurting. You maybe you show me this uh, sawmill thing, and uh, I I'll see what I can do. Uh, okay. Huh? And I'll start like unwrapping the the bloody and sort of yellow bandages <laughs> that are covered in the filth of the journey. <laughs> yeah. Right. And 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 you take the the bandage off, and there's the the slash you put across your palm before. And it's it's not really healed right. It it, it hasn't scabbed properly. I, the the edges of the skin are kind of raw and not raw, sort of white and pale and dead. And they they haven't healed together. And they're just within the gash, running down your palm, just in the depths there. For a moment, you can just see the slight glint of scales. 
<laughs> and shall we leave it there for this session <laughs> fantastic nice. yes okay well thank you so much Scott that was a great ending and thank you everyone for playing and thank you everyone at home for listening um, if you want to get in touch with me um, my name's Joe Tree you can find me on Twitter at HWR Podcast you can find me on the podcast Facebook page Discord uh, we do have a Reddit page which I do need to make more use of and obviously you can contact the podcast through the email at howwerallpodcast.gmail.com um, Aaron, how can people find you? Anything you'd like to share, mention, or plug? Yes, certainly. You can go ahead and find me at HWR Aaron on Twitter. You can also go ahead and find me at uh, the How We Roll Discord, just at Aaron, and uh, you'll be sure to find me and I will respond to you. I definitely do. Uh, Curran, uh, how. Thank you again for playing. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? Anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, if anyone wants to get in contact with me, they can find me. Um at uh, currents underscore lines that's k-u-r-a-n-s underscore l-i-n-e-s that's uh, instagram and twitter or you can find me on the how we roll discord other than that i have like uh, uh some projects uh coming up but i don't like covid's put a pause on everything but um <laughs> yeah you know, if you're following me on any of my social media handles you'll hear about it well, I know you've been streaming a lot. I, I, I checked out one of your um, is it Jedi Fallen Order streams. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been good. That's uh, twitch.tv forward slash K-U-R-A-N-J, as in the letter. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice one. Well, Dave, uh, thank you for again for playing. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can find me on our Hobby Roll Discord and nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> And what am I doing? I, I am taking care of my daughter and maintaining my sanity. Brilliant. And uh, Camille, again, thank you for playing. Thanks for joining us. Oh, um, how can people get in touch with us? You, uh, how Anything you want to plug or mention? Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Um, it's nice to be back as Jane. I've missed her. Um, yeah, uh, if, if you want to talk to me, you can find me on Twitter at Camille Breward. Uh, that's C-A-M-I-L-L-E-B-R-O-U-A-R-D. I should get a name that is shorter and easier to spell, but hey, we'll work what we've got. Um, and also, I have a, an Instagram account for my poetry now. Well, that's the thing. Um, so if you're into poetry, oh. <laughs> it's um, at Cami underscore poetry. So it's an easy one to find, to be fair. That's kind of the only public-facing thing I really do. Uh, <laughs> cool. Fantastic. Well, again, send me the link and I will put it out yeah. there. And uh, last but by no means least, uh, Scott, thank you again for GMing. That was great to manage such a split group. Well, I, um, I, I, it just occurred to me that you now split into five different parts. Oh, actually, no, sorry. Two of you have, have got back together. It's not quite as bad as it could be, but it's fucking close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron, Aaron just swapped me for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Scott, how can people get in touch with you? Anywhere else that people can find you, you want to plug or mention? Uh, yes, thank you. Um, well, the best way of finding uh, out what I'm up to and the various links to social media presences and stuff like that is to go to blasphemoustomes.com, uh, which is the website of the Good Friends of Jackson Elias, the podcast I do with Paul Fricker and Matt Sanderson, uh, which is all about Call of Cthulhu horror films, weird fiction and other good stuff. Alternatively, take a look for me at the How We Roll Discord. I am often there doing things that aren't actually productive work. 
Amazing. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. We do hope you've enjoyed the show. If you'd like to hear more of what we do, you can find more Call of Cthulhu, Dungeons & Dragons, with our Curse of Strahd campaign, and much, much more on iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. Next week, we're going to be returning probably to Two-Headed Serpent, actually. Maybe Master and Laptop, depending on how our releases go. Um, and if you can't wait that long, you can actually find the next episode released right now on our Patreon uh, and the episode after that um, by checking out patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast. Um, for $5 a month, you get early access to all of our episodes and you also get some secret some secret Patreon-only content. Um, up there right now, we've got a Call of Cthulhu scenario, The Space Between, and we've also got Cult Divinity Lost, uh, a game that we did with uh, Red Moon Roleplay. So definitely worth checking out. Um, we want to say thanks to all of our patrons. We literally couldn't do the show without you. You keep us going, keep us releasing every week and make it possible. Um, and we want to welcome our new patrons. So thank you so much, Brian Parker, um, Starsky Stewart, uh, Timo, Brian H, Cat Mum, Cat Mun, and James Vaughan. Thank you so much for your support. Um, before we go, we also want to thank Battle Bards, who provided much of the uh, sound effects and music you've heard in this episode. Uh, definitely check them out at battlebards.com. Um, and we also want to uh, thank our partners at Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Uh, if you haven't been on them before, it's a really fun clicker game. Um, it's available on multiple platforms. I think it's definitely on Xbox. It's definitely on the PC because uh, I've been playing around with it. It's a, yeah, a good laugh. Um, and we've got a gold chest code just for how we roll listeners. All you need to do is enter the game and enter this code. Um, T-E-E-D-K-Y-A-T-J-A-Y-S. That is all from us, um, and we'll be back next week with the next episode. Take care.